Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massingill. And I'm Ralph Simone. I had a really fun coaching meeting a couple days ago, and it was really spontaneous, which you know I'm not spontaneous. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it was really spontaneous, though, and the format was called Lightning Round Coaching. Ooh. Yeah, it was really fun. And I I asked the client like seven questions and he didn't have any time to respond. You know, I gave him like a second, but he had to say whatever came to mind first. It was all related to like being a leader, managing a team, leading an organization, all related to that. And then quick answers. And then we went back through and kind of talked each one out. And what a great fun. idea. What yeah. a great idea. So I mean, you, you've piqued my interest, so I'd love to know what the questions are. How could we demonstrate this to our listening audience? Well, that's what I'm suggesting is that our podcast today is lightning round coaching of Ralph. Oh, and- wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> a little vulnerability here, but would you be game for, I'll throw the questions out. You have, you know, just a second, just respond to whatever comes to the forefront of your mind. Be careful because this will be a public This being recorded? This is being (laughs) recorded. So you might want to give a little filter to some of your answers. Okay. And and then we can go back through and kind of talk some of them out. What do you think? I'm excited about it, really, because you're excited about it. And I'll tell you the other thing that I'm intrigued by. We know that the feeling brain is faster than the thinking brain. And it's often our gut level reaction first. And then you're giving me another opportunity to engage my thinking brain to kind of add to the answer. I think it's brilliant, by the way. So I'm kind of excited to be a participant. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I think the client got something out of it, too. I thought it was good. Yeah, let's do it. So let me count my questions. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven questions. So remember, try and just give your a quick answer, and then we can go back through and sort of elaborate and sort of talk about it a little bit. Okay. 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 Ready? Yeah, I hope so. The three essential things you need to be doing every single day. I need to be writing my book. I need to be mentoring new partner. And I need to be Ah, I know it's the third one. Those are certainly the first two. Yeah, I'm stuck on the third one. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. A conversation that you've been avoiding. Uh, So a particular client that I think has a blind spot and I've been slow to point it out. So I've been avoiding that conversation. Mm. A piece of performance feedback that you should be giving that you haven't been given. Yeah, that also would be to a client that has not kept up with the commitments that they have made. And, and that's uh, that's one that's uh, could be like the second one, but it's a different yep, yep. vision. A task that you're holding that you should let go so that someone else <laughs> can do it. Um, painting my office. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. think you would say that, but that's good. Next one. A person that you need to connect with in the next seven days. My good friend, Winnie, my good friend, Winnie Mm. Delawise. I need to connect with her both as a friend, but she's also going to be doing some work for us. Shout out to one of our favorite people in the whole. Absolutely. Without question. Where do you have a blind spot? 
or what's the topic area of where you could have a blind spot? <laughs> well, I don't think it's as blind as it used to be, but I think it's uh, almost being too confident on, on things that I really don't know that much about. And I think that's a blind spot. And I think it actually creates some disconnection with people. I'm aware of it. So it's not totally blind. It's mm -hmm. just not totally corrected with the appropriate lens yet. Okay. Last question. What are you telling yourself that's getting in the way of you performing as your best leader? Will I be found out? Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Will We're going to go right into out. that. <laughs> that's very nice. Awesome. Ralph, well done on that. How was that? How'd you like the questions? I love the questions. Uh, you know, a little little unnerving, right? Because you got to be rapid fire, but I, but I think yeah. sometimes we overanalyze mm -hmm. in an overanalyzing or overthinking, we, we may not get anywhere, right? So yeah. I love the fact that you kept the pace moving. Do you mind if we go back through them a little yeah, bit? Whatever, you're, you're running the show, whatever you want to do. Okay. It was interesting that you only thought of two essential, like, but I, I don't think that's unusual, actually, because I think most people, we tend to spread ourselves too thin. And I'm not sure we're all super clear on what are the three essential. I, that we I'm not sure I could answer it, even though I'm asking the question, I've had a chance to think about it. Actually, what I loved about the question, and, and, and I'm actually glad I only had two, for the reason that you just said. I think sometimes my list for a day was way too many things. Mm -hmm. way too tactical in that connected to vision, mission, strategy, values. And, you know, and so I was getting a lot done. I mean, this gets into people with really full schedules, back-to-back -back meetings. They got a list of to-dos that uh, goes off the paper. And, you know, for me, I'm glad I, I could only think of two. And those are the ones now, if I go back and look at my week, I ought to be spending more of the time on those two essential activities. And I want to put a plug for, you know, one of my favorite books is called Essentialism. And, you know, just a plug for anybody who's listening, pick it up. It's about essentialism. And so the book is short, <laughs> but it's really not only was it my favorite, but it had a tremendous impact on me and continues to do that. Haven't mastered it, but just a plug for the, for the book. All right. How about the second question was, what conversation are you avoiding? And I love that question because I think for the most part, everybody's avoiding some kind of conversation, right? I, yeah. yeah. So you said you're avoiding a conversation about giving a client feedback about a place where he or she might have a blind spot. Yeah. This one is tricky for me. And, and I know what my hesitation is, you know, which hat do I have on? Is it my coaching consulting hat? But the business development hat, the sales hat of getting more business at the client, sometimes has me pulling punches, I think, to the detriment of the client. And I, it's, it's a little vulnerable for me to even share that, right? I, you know, somebody might hear that and say, oh, you know, to secure future business. Well, yes, because the longer the relationship, the more the trust in the relationship, the more you can positively impact the client. And I think delivering tough feedback, you know, too soon or when they're not ready could jeopardize that relationship. But, but, but that's an explanation, not a reason to avoid it. Not right. a reason to avoid it. I think with conversations that anybody avoids, 
I've always found it's not really what you want to say. You can say anything. It's how you say it. It's how yeah. you frame it. And it's also your, I'm going to use the word mood, but that's probably not the right word. Maybe the word is demeanor, but I think it's how you go into the conversation as opposed to what you're about to say. It's not really about that. You know, no. you, can, you can tell anybody to take a hike as long as you say it in the right way and in the right mood. What's the word I want there? It's not mood. What is the it? Tone? Is the it the tone? tone? Maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. tone. Maybe and tone. I think I think it's positive intention. And I think even with this conversation, if I frame it that I'm concerned that you might not be ready to hear this, but I think it would be useful for your leadership and for your organization to hear it now. And I could even be, uh, you know, vulnerable to saying I'm concerned it might jeopardize a relationship and really give myself permission to be authentic, not only with what I'm saying and how I'm saying it, but why it was difficult for me to bring it up in the first place. You found a solution. That's great. Thank you. That's That's good coaching. So the third question was around performance feedback. Where are you not giving performance feedback or where have you, where do you need to give it? And that was, again, sort of client related about, it sounds like someone you're working with in their commitment level. Yeah. And I think my hesitation on this one is the same way my hesitation is with my partners and with my family is I don't know that I was clear in what the commitment was, the expectation. I don't think they met it, but I've been a little hesitant because of that lack of clarity. But, you know. They need to know. I'm. I, I had this expectation, you know, that you were going to get a couple of things done. You didn't get them done, and you know what? What's up with that? But I know why I'm hesitant after you asked the question the first round. That wasn't really clear, and so. Um, but maybe that's where you start in the conversation is not around expectations, but more around how you framed the commitment. I think it's the best place. So instead of avoiding yeah. it, just frame yeah. it from the place that I think is the place to start. And I loved your response on something you're holding on to that you shouldn't. I mean, we all have something, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we just know we have it. You know, my favorite thing is to hang on to designing a PowerPoint. Sure, sure. And we have somebody on our staff who does it a trillion times better than I do. But there's something about putting pictures in a PowerPoint slide that kind of helps my thinking. But you said painting your office. What color are you going with? Morale. What? <laughs> I don't know if I, it's M-O-R-R-E-L. It's kind it's, of a, It's got to be a form of gray or something. It's a brownish gray. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I was quite excited about it. You know, I got all the equipment and then I said, well, this is not what I love to do. And, you know, I carry a lot of stuff in work that I think I should do. Like I hear all these people doing all these projects and I think, well, maybe, maybe I ought to do something, right? Well, the reason I don't do those things is because I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm hanging on to that. I don't know why I'm not going to let that go. But I also hang on to some coaching clients. I hang on to some work that could be easily performed by other people. Sure. And, yeah. I, and I also think I hang on to some memories that don't serve me very well, too. So if you want to get really deep, you know, some of the stuff you carry becomes pretty heavy. I'm going to revise my lightning round coaching. I'm going to add the memory one. That's a really good one. Mm. Really good. Really good. So, all right, let's wrap this one up. Painting, who are you going to ask to do it? And when are you going to do that? Well, I was thinking of asking my wife to do it, but um, (laughs) (laughs) 
but you want me to ask her instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what I think I'm going to do is call my painter and ask him to uh, check his availability and to give me a price. I, I don't think letting go of that and asking Maggie to do it would score me any points. By when? I'm going to do that by tomorrow because I want to get this office painted before May. I have control over one room in my house, total control, and that's my office. And I want to make it beautiful. And um, so that's part of that goal. Good. All right. By tomorrow, which means before 8 a.m., I'm putting a time frame to it. Well, and I'm only be, doing that because we talk to our clients about accountability and by tomorrow isn't really a specific. It's going to be before 8.30 a.m. Perfect. All right. Next question. Person you need to connect with in the next seven days. You said our our friend Winnie. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. And but yeah. that, that connection. So that goes into one of the essential three things, perhaps. So I only had two. We're looking at succession planning. We're looking at maybe modifying our business model. We're looking at our story and we want some outside help with that process. Winnie knows us. She's worked with us. So I think that would go back to one of the earlier questions. That could be one of my three essential things. The reason why I put that question in there is we forget to reach out to some of the people who are just key in our lives. You know, I have a friend who uses the term high vibe tribe. You know, who's your high vibe tribe? And I think that question just reminds us to stay connected to the people who really fill us up, give us the energy that we need to lead. Uh, It was so well said because the restorative power and the emotional energy and recharge reaching out to your high vibe tribe is just almost immeasurable. Mm -hmm. And, but I think we don't do it enough because we're so almost too focused, right? We, we encourage people to be focused, but almost too day. focused in the yeah. day-to-day. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Question six was around blind spots. Where do you think you have a blind spot? And you, I wanted to hear more about that. And I'm sure our listeners want to hear more about that. You feel like you could have a blind spot around your perception of your level of confidence. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. So I guess it's not totally blind if you have some level of awareness, but I've received feedback from clients and also from uh, my kids that, Dad, you, 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 you act so confident sometimes, whether you are or you're not. My son, as you said, doesn't make any difference. But when you act that confident, it sometimes can cause other people to feel less than, less mm-hmm. confident, or think you're full of it, (laughs) in none of which are the intended outcomes, right? I I mean, I I wouldn't want people to think I was full of it. Certainly, I wouldn't want people to feel less than, Mm -hmm. but he, you know, that, so I, and the reason I I think it's it's partially a blind spot is I wouldn't do it if I knew that that's how it was leaving people. Right. And so working on that, paying attention to it, actually actively seeking feedback, Good. On it from people that I think would tell me mm-hmm. if they thought I was being, you know, and I think there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance, right? And I think the one piece of feedback I've gotten is when you cross that line, you create this connection. And when you step over the confidence line to overconfidence and arrogance, you now create disconnection with the people that are working with and around you. Withdrawals as opposed to deposits. Exactly, exactly. So the last question was, what are you telling yourself that's getting in the way of you being your best leader? 
Now, this was another juicy response that you provided to the public listener. You'll get found out. What the heck does that mean? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trained or educated in any of the work that we do formally. Mm-hmm. You know, my college education is in accounting, you know, majored in accounting with a degree in economics. The type of work that we do didn't even exist back then. You know, I don't have any extra credentials that, uh, you know, don't have a published book. And sometimes I question whether, you know, I have what it takes to do this work and if people really believe it. And I think, you know, that they call it the imposter syndrome, sometimes having that feeling that people say, well, geez, you don't know anything more than I do. You just read a a book or two more. So that question doesn't haunt me, but it does creep its head up periodically. Thanks for sharing that, Ralph. That's really one of the things I've always admired about you is that you are super real. And um, that just makes it real for people. So thanks for saying that. And I think it's a, I I like that question in a coaching meeting because that really gets underneath, you know, we're not psychiatrists, we're not therapists in this work, but that question does kind of get underneath. What are our clients thinking? Because many times we hear, I'm not really a leader, And we hear that all the time. And it's, I never thought of myself as a leader or especially when people are new in a position or they have the sense of being, you know, young in their career, this, I'm not a leader. And it's good to have that conversation and to really work through that. I think these questions were good. I mean, I was surprised at some of my answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it worked real time. I, I liked the lightning round and then coming back to it to and kind just of talking elaborate. Yeah. yeah very nice. Ralph, you did a nice job at being the coaching client today. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You are welcome. You are welcome. And hey, please come back for more episodes of our Get Emergent podcast. We also have a driving leadership podcast coming out that's facilitated by our partner, Bill Berthel.